Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Wednesday morning. I'm not calling it tampering or pre-tampering, but uh, this is what Kevin Stefanski, Brown's head coach, said about J.J. Watt. You might remember it's been a lost season for the Texans, uh, but they actually played at First Energy Stadium back on the 15th of November. Preemptive strike? You be the judge. This is Stefanski on J.J. Watt. Quote, he's a very, very unique player in that his combination of size, strength, athleticism, quickness, and power is really unrivaled. Went on to say, quote, he gets those long arms up and he bats balls in the air. He's a very, very disruptive player. He lines up all over the formation so you can't key in on where he's going to be. I have a huge amount of respect for what he has done in his career. Is tampering? No, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, I know, I'm just joking. Is he Browns bound? I mean, it's a good fit. Eh. I mean, it's a good fit. Eh. Who knows if he'll go there, but it's a good fit. So, Jay, obviously, based on it, what it, you, where's he going? I, I, look, I've I said it before. I think he's going to Green Bay. I, you go to Green Bay, the Rams is another interesting situation. The Bills could be a situation. I, and I have respect for Cleveland and everything that Cleveland has been able to do. Baker Mayfield has had a hell of a year, and I think J.J. Watt – you know, the optics of it internally in that locker room will be a great leader on what they need on the defensive side of the ball, him and Miles Garrett. But at the same time, like they're, they're, like Aaron Rodgers is right. Aaron Rodgers is a, a, a play away from running into the end zone or a play away from Matt LaFleur actually allowing him to go for it on fourth down, miscommunication. There's, there's some situations that seem like they're closer to a Super Bowl that seem a little bit more sure to me. And I know nothing is given, nothing is guaranteed than Cleveland is at this particular point. You know, Cleveland, a little cap movement, move some stuff around, pick up a few players and a few pieces. How would that? How great would that be that all of a sudden J.J. Watt goes to Cleveland and they go on and go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl? I mean, that, that would be a, like a Tom Brady-ish moment, right? I mean, that's what that would be in Cleveland. In Cleveland. How long has it been since a three-time defensive player of the year and a surefire Hall of Famers walking on the street and willingly says, that's one of my top options? That goes to show you how much has changed in Cleveland. We'll continue to monitor the situation. More NFL talk in eight minutes from now. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We're asking you this morning who's the next face of the NBA. Key has essentially said right now, considering the start he has, could be LaMelo Ball, who is just balling out of control with the Charlotte Hornets. Jay is saying pump the brakes a little bit. Obviously, it's LeBron at the moment, but you're not really sure who it's going to be. You guys have weighed in this morning. We're going to go right to the phone lines. you have an opinion on that next face of the NBA and whether Key's crazy or Key's right on the money with LaMelo Ball? 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Love As to Jay hear would from say, you. it could be both. Both, <laughs> both things can be true. And really quick, we will get to Mark in Memphis. All right, Mark, give us a name we haven't heard yet so far. Hey, Key, I may have your guy. We love John Morant down here. A lot would have to happen for a Grizzly to beat a face, but uh, we love the guy. I mean, that's a, that's a good one, but again, you're in Memphis. A lot would have to happen. I don't necessarily know that they you know, would, would look at that, Jay, and be like, oh, we're going to put John Morant as the face of the NBA, even though – He's, you know, playing at a, a certain level. I just he I don't even know that he'll finish his career or his next contract that he'll be in Memphis. You know how that goes with these small markets. It, it, I think look, John Moran is a great name. I think John Morant's going to be a superstar. I think also a lot that depends upon you becoming a face is I'm gonna say a key, you have to win championships. 
Yes. Yeah, think, think about the guys yeah. who won championships. So the biggest issue for John Moran, he needs Jaron Jackson to be healthy. Jaron Jackson can be healthy. That's a dynamic duo that you can talk about if they stay in Memphis long term. You know, I, I, I talk about LaMelo Ball because when you think about where we're at in society and where we're at in social media and how it drives a lot of the things that people do every single day and the influence that social media has in every people's everyday life. Uh, here's a kid that, you know, at nine years old, nine years old, was being followed by so many people on social media because he was being pushed up. And you know how when you push somebody up, the first thing is like, oh, man, he ain't going to be no good. But he's proven a lot of people wrong that thought that his game was going to be such that he would be basically his brother. Well, he's clearly shown us that that's not the case. And as he continues to develop, whether he finishes his or whether he signs an extension long term in Charlotte or he joins the Los Angeles Lakers when LeBron retires and becomes the running mate of AD. Okay. That, that's all I'm saying is just watch it over time how this thing is constructed. His dad somewhat failed with Lonzo, but he doesn't have the same team of people around him that Lonzo had around him. It's a different situation. I hear you with everybody recognizing LaMelo Ball. Uh, it's similar to the, the Kardashian experiment of the NBA <laughs> with this family <laughs> and the way that LeVar – what? It's real. No, That's I true. just said – I, I, I with, the, with, with the way that LeVar has marketed them, we have known LaMelo since he's been young, watching him drive around the Ferrari in L.A. You know, but the, the base of the league has con- consistently been the best player in the league. It's not the face of social media. It's not the face of how many followers you got. It's the best player in the league. It's been Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Le- uh, LeBron James. So if you're telling me, okay, like in 10 years, he's going to be the best player, and that's going to be sustained over longevity in the league. LeBron's been the best player but, 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 for a long, but, long time. Kobe and, Bryant was the best player for a long, long time. You and I both I, know, Jay, it's a lot of hard work that goes into sustaining something. Yes, we've seen a couple coffee guys in leagues that have great moments and great years, and then all of a sudden they disappear. There's no question about it. But we're projecting. We're assuming that he's know, going so to have a long lasting career in the NBA. So change the argument, Key. Like, so you're saying he's going to be the best player in the league for a sustainable amount of time. Because yeah. that would mean, in my mind, that would mean to be the face of the league. You know, when you start saying best, right? I mean, like, boop, what? Like, boop, what is boop. the best? Are you backing up? Is the best? What well, do you mean? Some people, the, well, uh, but, well, hold on. Some people <laughs> would argue you that Steph Curry is the best player in the league. Some people would argue you Kevin Durant's the best player in the league. Some would argue LeBron James, Anthony Davis. So depending on what the NBA sees, the NBA I'm talking about, sees as the best player in the league. Kent, is is Melo, LaMelo a 18-9-9 guy? Uh, consistently, is that considered the best player in the league based on Keith. everything else that goes with him? Who just won a championship? I no, I, 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 I'm, I'm, we're going to talk best through it. In the league. Yes. I mean, but like, it, it, Steph Curry's top five in the league. KD's top five. But LeBron is the best player in the league. Then what he's and it's, I, I it's happened. Think he over- is. I'm telling you, depending on what people, how people think, man. Some people say no. You ask people in Milwaukee, they gonna tell you Giannis. That's all I'm saying. 
It's what the league thinks. It's not what we think. It's what the league thinks because the league is the one that makes you the face of the league. The league is the one that says. I I, I don't think the, the league. I I don't think the I don't think the league makes you the face. I think you have to go up and grab and tear down and take that mantle for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've seen the best players in the league do. It's not the league saying, "Oh, we're going to anoint you as the next chosen one." The best player in the league, the faces of the league, have gone up and said, "No, this is my damn torch. I'm taking it. I'm showing you that I'm the best player in the league every single day." If you, I don't think they're anointed. If you do what you do, and the league decides that they're going to pick somebody else to do all the commercials and pump them out and do all those sort of things, and the commissioner well, look, we, is addressing your name. We saw Blake Griffin name. do a lot of commercials. He wasn't the best player. I mean, just because you're doing a lot of commercials doesn't mean you're the best player. But in the they league. didn't make him the face of the league. They didn't decide to say that. Jay, if they decide that that is what they want to do because he can carry it, then they'll do it. They'll Jake, do it. Jake in Kentucky. Jake in Kentucky. Weigh in. Next face of the league. Hey, guys. Appreciate what you do. I listen to you every morning to get me started. Thank I don't you. know why we're not Jay. talking about Anthony Davis. Why are we not saying Anthony Davis? He's 27. CJ. He was first recruited. He went to Kentucky, face of the league in, in college. He set up great in L.A., won last year. If he could maybe win the MVP, maybe stay long-term in L.A. and win without LeBron, he's set up great right now. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying, Jay? It all depends on what people think. Now, this no, young I, man in Kentucky, Jake, said Anthony Davis. Neither one of you, in a, neither one of us in the last three hours have mentioned Anthony Davis's name because I believe he's a great player and I love him in L.A., but I also believe that he's got to have another guy with him that's to what I'm saying. get to the next step. And everybody has to have another guy. But I think he has another have another guy equal to his talent or better to get to the next step. I need AD to get healthy off this Achilles first because that, that really concerns me long term for him with, with, with the way he plays. And the more championships he wins with LeBron, I, I think it makes the argument a little bit tougher for AD because LeBron is seen as the leader of this team. Unless he's able to do one on his own, which I think he's always going to need a, another lead. I agree with you on that well, one. Well, see, that's why I said maybe maybe there's a, a, a ball that winds up back on the Lakers in three or four years when his contract is up. Who knows? By the way, uh, no real surprise that, that a guy from the Commonwealth of Kentucky had to bring up Anthony Davis. You don't realize how big of a deal Anthony Davis is in Kentucky. He's a, he's a big deal. 2012 national champion. Jay, yeah. you know that. You were all over college basketball at that time, and he's one of the great players that Kentucky has ever had. He was a one and done, but he brought in Zubin, that championship. They'll always think about him. I have a question for you, Zubin. Yeah, like, to be the face of the league, you have to be an international name that – People just know. Random ba- people who aren't basketball fans know. How many guys do you think there are in the NBA that just random fans who aren't the fans of the game of basketball, fans of other sports and just life? No. One hand. You can do it on one hand. If you walk down the street here when we leave the studio and you ask somebody who Luka Doncic is, you ask somebody who James Harden is, even if you ask somebody who Giannis is, if they don't follow basketball, they know LeBron. That's the only, honestly, that is the only guy in Maybe the Maybe Kevin Durant. League. Maybe Kevin Durant. Maybe. 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 Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph. Steph Curry, yes, because of his wife. Okay. Right, but we're, only, we're struggling for three and we're pushing it, right? I mean, I don't think we can get to five. Zion. I, to five. I would say Zion a little bit See, to a I degree. Would, Younger say, generation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Zion. Yeah, I mean, if you walk to CVS to pick up, like, toothpaste and the guy in the, in the aisle is there and you say, who's Zion? And he doesn't follow sport. He ain't going to know who Zion is, right? That's He's not going to know who Giannis is. 
He knows who Zubin is. No. <laughs> the, <laughs> the less famous Z, that's for sure. Speaking of famous, one of the most inspirational and famous people in NFL history that you may not have heard about. ESPN Radio and the Undefeated, celebrating Black History Always. Lift every voice. And- In 1920, halfback Fritz Pollard led the Akron Pros to a championship in the newly formed National Football League. The next season, he accepted the role of player coach, becoming the first black head coach in NFL history. Today, his impact is felt through the Fritz Pollard Alliance, an organization advocating for diversity in coaching and front office positions. Black History Always, The Undefeated, and ESPN Radio. Proud to be a part of it. You heard that from Lisa Salters, who said that Fritz Pollard was the first African-American head coach in NFL history. About a century ago, he and Bobby Marshall were the first two black players in NFL history. And the Fritz Pollard Alliance, Lisa just said, opening up opportunities, more diversity at the coaching and front office levels for a league that is largely African-American, by the way, is going to celebrate key and Jay, its 20th anniversary in a couple of years. It really all came together. There was a gigantic meeting at the 2003 NFL Combine where over 100 people of color came together, including the great Kellen Winslow, the old great tight end, came together and tried to figure out a way to get more minority, particularly black participation in the NFL, to think about it, 03 Combine, and nearly two decades later, it has really, really been a big force in the sports world. And the executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance is Rod Graves, former NFL executive himself, and he joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. So I saw the Fritz Pollard Alliance in the news all over the place last Friday, Rod, with regards to what happened with Urban Meyer and Chris Doyle and the Alliance's opposition to the hiring of Doyle. Can you kind of take us through your feelings, your emotions, your statement, his resignation, what all of that was like for you and the members? Well, good morning, first of all, guys, and thanks for having me on your show. And uh, we really appreciate the recap of, of Fritz Pollard and uh, what he has mean, uh, meant excuse me, to so many. Uh, first of all, let, let me just say that you know, our reaction last week was really uh, speaking out against the old way of doing business. You know, I believe that we're going through a transformation in our society and in business. And we have to ask ourselves, you know, are the decisions that we're making in the best interest of the program? Are they wise decisions? Uh, are we taking our stakeholders into consideration? Uh, should we be more sensitive to their concerns? So it, it, it really evolved out of that uh, uh, position and, and, and posture. Uh, and given the fact that we're in such a heightened level of racial sensitivity uh, in this country today, uh, we just didn't think that the, the uh, decision by Jacksonville was the appropriate one. Uh, given uh, all of the circumstances and the, and the controversy surrounding it. Uh, and so that, that really prompted us to put out a statement. Rod, when you look at it, you, you've worked in front offices in the National Football League. You've run the Arizona Cardinals. How do you think the reaction went over with black employees and staff as well as players in Jacksonville, with the hiring of Chris Doyle? Well, I, I would likely think that there was uh, certainly concern, uh, if not uh, uh, straight-out objection. 
Uh, Tishon, you, you've played in the league. You've been in the locker room. Uh, you know, you know all the, that the locker room itself is a different kind of culture. Uh, and, you know, and, and even as you talk with t- players today, I, I think that they are more apt to ask questions. Uh, we see that uh, playing out with Deshaun Watson and, you know, and across the league and, and other ways. But, you know, players are not afraid today to ask why or why not or to take a special interest in what's going on with the team and the types of decisions that management is making. So I'm sure that people were looking very keenly at this situation and making their own judgments about whether or not it was the right thing to do and and, uh, ultimately whether or not Jacksonville got to the right place. How does Urban Meyer gain the, the respect back that he may have lost from players and coaches around the league, given that this is really his first month on the job, so to speak? Tishon, you know, I would never question, the, or, or nor are we questioning in any way, his abilities as a football coach. But what I would imagine that Coach Myers is, you know, very sensitive to uh, keeping his finger on the pulse of his team and making sure that he's reacting and responding to uh, the concerns of that football team. You know, those 53 men in the locker room or, or you know, however many they have, practice squad and, and, and extended uh, numbers. But, you know, he has to be very sensitive to, to the button that he's pushing down in that locker room and in the classroom and on the field. Uh, so I, I think he'll you know, certainly, uh, uh, you know, respond to that in a positive way. Uh, and, uh, you know, he knows he's got to treat this group a lot different than, than the college players that he's been coaching. Uh, these are men, and you've got to respect them. You, you, you've got to show a certain approach to them. You've got to deal with them in a certain way. And uh, hopefully he'll learn that, that uh, quickly and respond in that manner uh, as opposed to learning it the hard way. Rob, what was your reaction to David Culley being hired as the only black head coach during this NFL hiring cycle, especially to a team that seems like they're in so much turmoil as the Houston Texans are? Yeah, guys, let me just first say I'm excited for for David Culley. Uh, Coach Culley is one of those guys who's been in the league for quite a while. He's he's earned the position of respect. Uh, He's a professional. I've stood on the field and watched him coach over the years. Uh, I'm excited that uh, his, let's for lack of a better way of putting it, his generation is still getting the recognition uh, out there. You've got a new wave of coaches that are coming in, and sometimes that group that has put in so much time gets lost or left behind and not always at the forefront uh, of, of media attention. But I'm excited for Coach Cullen. Where I'm very disappointed is in the fact that we had seven openings uh, this past hiring season and only one African-American coach uh, who uh, was able to attain a job, and that was David Cullen. And you guys, obviously, you covered the game. You know the quality of people that are out there. Uh, you know, it's my job to, to know who they are. And, you know, we had four coordinators in, in the Super Bowl, uh, I think only uh, two of which even got a call for an interview. Uh, you know, there were other coordinators uh, uh, in the playoff season. 
that were involved and none of which got uh, calls uh, for an interview. I just recognize, having covered this uh, for quite a while, is that our system of hiring in the NFL is flawed. And we need to come up with a better system in this day and age. The, the NFL has been in existence for over 100 years. It's a billion-dollar business, and I just feel like we need to be wiser and, and, and smarter about how we make decisions of hiring and so that it is more about being a meritocracy on uh, ships and, and Got to tell you here, Rod, it is no coincidence that in 2003, the formation of the Fritz Pollard Alliance at the Combine, what else happened in 2003? The Rooney Rule. Both came into existence in the same year. Certainly not a coincidence there. Plenty of work to be done, but Coach Cully hopefully is the start. Remember, this is a guy that hadn't had a head coaching interview in 27 years. Walked in, boom, got the job. That's the start. We'll have to wait to see what happens after that. I know you're super busy. You've been in the news here lately. Continue to monitor everything, and it was great to catch up this morning. Guys, thanks for having me on the show, and and, and great job, and, and – uh... Good health and prosperity for all of you. Thanks a lot, Rod. Thanks, Same Rod. to you. Yes, yeah, stay safe. Absolutely. That's just one thing I wanted to mention, Key. 03, like I said, it'll be 20 years. In a couple years, it kind of came together in a haphazard fashion at the Combine that it formed into something that was a little bit more firm. But also the Rooney Rule that same year has really changed everything. Maybe hasn't been, you know, I would say implemented the way people want, but it was put into place, and we just got to keep moving forward. You, you do got to keep hacking at it, but it needs to change. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they need to push back the hiring dates and waiting to the Super Bowl is over so everybody has a fair chance. You know, stop moving the goalposts. One minute it has to be an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Now all of a sudden special teams coordinator. But then when we have special team coordinators as minorities, that get that over gets overlooked. But yet and still the Giants are able to hire a special team guy out of New England and Joe Judge. It's just all the – let's just get it done the right way. Right. Let's just get it done the right way, because these seven hires that that was available this year and only one black got hired. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. I go back to what Demar Smith said, where he said, hey, there should be a way through a chief diversity officer at the NFL that works with each team and mandating that the team build a pipeline of candidates. I I really do like that style because this is a fundamental issue that you have to change. And I agree with him about taking the Rooney rule and restructuring it and throwing that out of the window. Yeah. It's interesting that chief diversity officer, I, I'm always skeptical. It just has to be something more than just a figurehead. Let's just throw Agreed. this person Agreed. in there and let's have it be a real thing. Last thing I would say just here on the Fritz Pollard Alliance and everything. I like the word that Rod used meritocracy. And remember mm-hmm. sports is not a civil service test. If you go in for a regular job at a civil service test, it's A, B, C, D, and E multiple choice. And one answer is correct. That's not how it works in sports. There's different ways to get to the same result. It's not just choosing A or choosing B, C, D, or E. you got to think about it more subjectively than objectively. Just my thoughts. On the way, your thoughts on who will be the next face of the NBA. Key's got LaMelo. Jay's in wait-and-see mode. We'll wait to see what you think, plus a big upset at the Australian Open. All next, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahinti here with your Sports Center update. It's about to be good evening out there in Australia. If <laughs> not later, huge upset. Stefano Sissipas, the great young Greek tennis phenom, over Rafael Nadal in Melbourne. Wow. Nadal had actually won the first two sets. Sissipas fires back takes the next two, and then is able to take it in that decisive fifth set tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. Serena, Osaka, enough said. Every point of the Australian Open on ESPN Networks. The Nets staging a huge comeback against the Suns last night in Phoenix. Brooklyn down 21 at the half. They rallied a win of the quote-unquote big three only James Harden was active, but it was enough for a great rally tomorrow night. Jays, Nets, Keys, Lakers. Nets, Lakers. Finals preview? We'll see. Man, Jay ain't even from Brooklyn. <laughs> but he used to live in Brooklyn, as you do now. I'm a New, Jer- I'm a New Jersey guy. New Jersey Nets, Key. No, there you go. Brooklyn you move Nets. with the team. Nope. Yeah, well, now it's the Brooklyn Nets, but the New Jersey Nets, the Meadowlands. You, you know go. this. He's staying with it. Black on, history man. always celebrating Michael Jordan and Jim Brown. What do they have in common? They were both born today. That's a pretty good sports birthday. February seventeenth. Jim Brown is eighty-five. Michael is fifty-eight. Wow, what a combination there! The only ones that maybe come close, maybe better in your mind. LeBron James and Tiger Woods were actually born on the same day. That was December. 30th coming up in about 15 minutes Tiger won't be playing at this week's PGA Tour event it's his event the Genesis Invitational out by Keys Neck of the Woods in Los Angeles at Riviera but his name and his impact are certainly being felt that's 15 minutes away Sir Aranis is just the highlights get you every time all day if, if ESPN Classic just had a loop of like old Jordan highlight I would watch it all day Long, unbelievable. The old Chicago Stadium, Ray Clay, Sports Center, presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. This is the third time we've all risen, but nobody's actually risen. What is it's no respect, <laughs> no respect. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin were presented by <laughs> Rusty. Yeah. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We're asking this morning a couple of poll questions. Do you like the Jordan and Jim Brown birthday better than the LeBron and Tiger? We'll try to get to those results here before we get off the air at the top of the hour. Um, the other poll question this morning, who's the next face of the NBA? Kia said, you know, the way LaMelo is going, everything with social media, being attached to Jordan, who of course owns the team he plays for. Hard to argue. Jay says, hang on. We need to pump the brakes. We know it's LeBron at the moment. We'll have to wait to see who it could be. We've gotten some great calls. Anthony Davis, John Morant, some Steph Curry, all those make sense. All right, let's weigh in. All right, Jay said he was from 
Uh, New Jersey. So let's go to New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey as well. Mel yeah. in New Jersey is on ESPN Radio. All right, Mel, weigh in. Hey, good morning, guys. You always do a great show. I listen to you all the time. So I like to say I think y'all picked two great names for the face of the NBA and Luca and LaMelo. They both have great play, playing styles. They both get their team involved. But to me, I think LaMelo, one, he's uh, more athletic. And two, you, you can also see, like, the joy in his face, and you can see the joy in all his teammates and whatnot. And also, like, even in his rookie year, he put great numbers up to basically be the big, the best rookie in all stats and, um, out of everybody that's there. So I know that he got that competitive spirit, and I think that he want to be an all-time great. So for that reason, I think LaMelo would definitely be the face of the league in the future. Good stuff. Matt in Michigan, what you got for Key? Yes, hello. Um, first of all, Keyshawn's wrong about his take on this. Uh, I don't believe that the face of the NBA is in the league yet, and I don't know how you could argue LeBron could play another three or four years, so he's going to be the face as long as he's in, in the league, even though he's not the best player, right? So I saw personally Jordan pass the torch to Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe passed it to LeBron, I don't think the NBA went to them and told them to pass it. I think that was their decision, more or less. But I could be wrong. You guys have a good day. Thanks. Yo, Matt, thanks for dropping knowledge. That, that's what my whole – I don't know if the league right now has another player that will be the face. I think you will have multiple faces in the league. I don't know if there's going to be one guy, though, that's going to be the guy the way MJ, LeBron, and Kobe were the guy. You see him? He's Leading the witness, Keith? Yeah, he's le- trying to lead witnesses again. Yeah, I, I, just not, sit back, is- I just sit back and listen. I mean, like I said, everybody has an opinion. And, of course, they didn't go to them and say, hey, I need you to do this on this day. We all know that they didn't go to Kobe or LeBron and say pass it to the next guy. That's not the point. The point is when the league starts to see mm-hmm. certain things spike from players, they identify within their marketing department in the league that that's the guy that we need to be pushing. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of passing the torch or maybe not passing it so much, Sean in Florida. Good morning, Sean. Hey, hey yeah, Sean. I, Sean. I was just thinking, I'm listening to you guys, and you're saying that you know um, they passed the torch from Jordan to Kobe to LeBron. When I was growing up, I remember when Jordan was in the league, they didn't pass the torch to Kobe. There was Iverson, there was McGrady, there was Carter, there was Shaq. It never went to Kobe. Um, Kobe kind of took over later on, and and then it, it became old Kobe passing the torch to LeBron. But there was a group of guys after Jordan left, and I think it's going to be the same way when LeBron leaves. There'll be a group of guys, and then eventually it'll come to a point where they pass it to somebody else. Well, that's the point. I'm with you, though, Sean. I, I don't think pass is the wrong word. You got to go take the torch. So I think that's the question. I wait. Who's going to go take the torch? Here's the thing I would say. The, the, the group of guys doesn't work. I'm going to give you another sport that's desperately looking for another face, and that's golf. Once Tiger goes, it can't be Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, and Rory McIlroy. It it's got to be one of them. And the problem is right now, none of them is that guy. So, uh, previously, a caller said the face of the league isn't in the league just yet. On that tip, Donald in Nashville, you're on ESPN Radio. What you have? Oh, God. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. What's up, uh, man? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's in the league yet at all, but I do think it'll be something different and new. And uh, I can see it uh, being someone that has been grounded and, and been set up. And, and I'm looking at someone like a LeBron James son coming in. Ronnie, what do you think, Key? That says it all. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got a name for you, Key. Go for it. 
that in your pure home, you want to go check this out. Imani Bates. Oh, yeah. Pay attention to that name. Imani Bates. People are labeling him to be a LeBron James, Kevin Durant type player from that ilk. No and if you watch a kid doubt. in high school, special. No, no Ima- special. Ima- Imani Bates could be a guy, but I, I, I don't sense that people really understand what a face of a league is other than looking at the championships, looking at LeBrons and, and Kobe's and Jordans and Magic's. It's about the marketing and the dollars that the league can make off a guy. When you see guys in those commercials, Jay, in the little corner, the sponsor, the Sprite, all that, the uh, Chris Paul, the Farmers, those are title sponsors of the NBA. When you start seeing the players yeah, yeah. pushed in that, that's when the league wants you to be at another level. Zubin, let me, let me, let me breathe here for a minute. Yeah. Chris Paul is one of the faces of the league. He's not the face of the league. Well, who, who, wait, wait, wait. Who's the face of the NFL? Who's the face of the NFL right now? Yes. Man, you just you threw me. Let me. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. All right. What, what did Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes do? He won a chip. Yeah, but we right? know wait, you got to win a chip, Jay. That's easy. To, we, we know that. You can't be the face of anything just sitting around. You've got to win a chip. Of course. Okay. That's All not. Right. You're, that's easy. I just wouldn't bet Stop money. Stop trying on, to mislead I, I, the witnesses. I'm not. I just wouldn't it's, bet it's money. It's also Tom on, Brady. It, and, yeah, and it's Tom he, Brady. Tom yes. Brady is still the face of the league. But still, dynasty yeah. face, right, though? Yeah, different. He's Evan, in a different dynasty. category. Yeah, he's, a senior, he's on the senior circuit. When I think of the NFL, I still think of Tom Brady. And, okay. Evan, speaking of Tom Brady. That makes my point firmer, Evan. How about Brady in Indiana? This is a name we haven't heard. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, um, honestly, um, one name that you guys did not put out there was Damian Lillard. I love him for Portland Trailblazers. Um, this guy is good. And the thing that he's done on the court just amazes me. You know, and as far as the face of the football league, hey, I got to give it to Tom Brady. And I'm not even, I wasn't a Patriot fan. I'm 54 years old, I've been watching football a long time. But I just like what he did. And the things that he's done at this age is just amazing. And that's. Yeah, I, 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 NFL is Patrick Mahomes for me. Brady's on a senior circuit. I, I would just, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is, you know, you think about it. You see Patrick Mahomes. You don't see Tom Brady in commercials and stuff like that for whatever reason, whether he chooses to do it or not do it. They push Patrick Mahomes. They want Patrick Mahomes to take over whatever Brady leaves behind. That is where it's at right now in the league. And in terms of Dame Lillard, for me, Dame is in that age group where when LeBron retires, Dame ain't going to have nothing but a handful of years left. At that point, so I don't think he can become the face of the league. And will he win a championship in Portland if he continues to stay there? Here's why it's Brady over Mahomes. It's because Brady's known worldwide. We've made that argument all morning about LeBron. Brady's known worldwide because of his wife. He's known worldwide. So Tom Brady is still the face of the NFL if you go anywhere just, in the world. That's, that's different for me, though, uh, Evan. I, I, don't, I look at the face of the league or how the league markets you, puts you out there, utilizes you. That, to me, is the face of a league. There's no doubt about it. That conversation will continue, and we'll continue to take your thoughts on Twitter as well. Coming up in our next segment, the very, very razor-thin finish. You still have time to get – your vote in on who's got the better birthday buddy duo. MJ and Jim Brown, believe it or not, both born today, February 17th. Jay and Arnold Palmer. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And I spiked you? Arnold Palmer. Who was your guy? 
Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. We calm. We easy. We don't, you know, Jay and Otto Palmer, they go together, right? (laughs) Nice and tight. (laughs) Y'all go together. See, but I don't understand the rationale. North Carolina, golf. You know, just perfect. In true Trebek fashion, what is Key's birthday? (laughs) What what is the number? What July is, 22nd. What is July 22nd? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Key and Alex Trebek's birthday. MJ, Jim Brown, born today. Tiger, LeBron, both born December 30th. Pretty good combo. You tell us who's got the better birthday buddy duo right now. Hot and heavy with MJ and Jim Brown leading at just 50.3% mm, close. the vote. That's close. It's close. And this is a popular vote. No electoral college. The most, the most votes win. LeBron and Tiger bringing each other down. <laughs> the people king of golf and just, the king. Just, just a little. I mean, three out of the four were considered to be the goats, right? Absolutely. Three out, three out of four? No, if you ask somebody from Jim Brown era, they're going to tell you Jim Brown was the coldest running back ever. Yeah. Ever. Okay. Didn't okay. play that long. But I mean, you go ask guy. somebody. Go ask Tom Jackson that I work with. He's going to tell you Jim Brown all day long, not even close. Okay. Broncos legend. On the way, Tiger Woods not Tiny playing. Tom. Yes, not so tight. <laughs> On the way, Tiger not playing this weekend at his own tournament, the Genesis Invitational at Riviera, Keys Neck of the Woods, but his impact is still being felt in a huge way. In SoCal, and I bet you've never heard about what he's about to do. That's on the way. So imagine, Zubin, imagine you're at the bar, Zubin. You're at the bar. Okay, you see a couple people come walk in. You see somebody you want to say hello to. How would you say hello, Zubin? How would you say hello? Hello. Now the music, you wouldn't. You just go up and say hello? Straight up. I'm not playing games, Keith. I'm not playing games. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Last segment, we fooled him again. Before we let you go, Keyshawn, Jabel, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. want to just update this. The final results are in. Kornacki has rolled up his sleeves, and he has told us that with 50.3% of the votes, that today's poll question, who's the better birthday buddy duo? Michael and Jim Brown, both celebrating their birthday today. Tiger and LeBron, both born on December 30th. That's a pretty tough one. You want to go his airness and Jim Brown in today, February 17th, or December 30th, Tiger and LeBron. The results are in. Key, it was a neck and neck, no recount. We cannot go with the recount. These, are, mm. these results are official. Is it going to be MJ and Jim Brown, Tiger and LeBron James? Who I'll wins? beat you again. When Jay? did you beat me the first time? I'll beat you again. 
I picked Michael. I picked Michael and in in Jim, and you had Tiger and LeBron. So I won. That is make, correct. We didn't make official picks. <laughs> Unofficially official. Michael Jordan and Jim Brown win. I beat you again. See? With See how that works? Worst. You're the worst. You're so competitive. I love it. 50.3. You try to act like you're not, but deep down, you I, are competitive. I just won. I, like I don't it. need to compete for that. That was I'm a be winner. That was, that was a look. That was a runaway. What are you talking wait, wait, about? Wait, look, That was a runaway. <laughs> hey, that was easy. That was, I mean, think about it. I lapped the guy. Well, Jordan was involved. So as they say in Chicago, vote early and vote often. You see how I did <laughs> that, Jay? Made everybody think just that. You see how I put that out there in the universe? Made them think I just lapped you. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Misleading the witness. Yes, that is correct. So Tiger falling short on this particular poll question, but he's coming up big in another way. Uh, This week, the PGA Tour is going to stop at one of its most iconic, beautiful venues, Riviera Country Mm -hmm. Club. And Key, you know this, Los Angeles, as exclusive as it gets, it's fantastic. Catherine Hepburn was a member, uh, and Adam Sandler's a member. All sorts of people. Yeah, all sorts of people. It's an exclusive club in Los Angeles. It is home. Um, to the Genesis Invitational, which since 2016 has been hosted by Tiger Woods, as you probably know. Tiger's not going to be able to play in this event because he's had his fifth back surgery. However, Tiger's still making his presence felt. Do you fellas know, do you fellas know who Willie Mack III is? Any idea? Willie McGinnis. Not Willie McGinnis, the uh, Pats legend, who's joined us on the program, on the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, Willie Mack III. Any idea? Zero. Willie Mack III is an up-and-coming African-American golfer on the PGA Tour. Right now, the best young golfer African-American on the PGA Tour is an incredible, incredibly talented kid named Cameron Champ. Right? Tiger's Tiger, but Cameron Champ is the next one. It's a good name, Champ. Yeah, it's very, very fitting for a guy that could win. Moving up, trying to catch him, is a guy named Willie Mack III. He's making his second tour start of his career. He played at the Farmers Insurance Open, which is another event out in California. This week, he'll be teeing it up in the Genesis Invitational because Tiger Woods has given him the Charlie Sifford Memorial Exemption. Charlie Sifford, I'm sure you both know, was the first black player on the PGA Tour. So this is an opportunity, Key and Jay. Tiger's not playing in the event. He's certainly going to be there, though, to give this guy an opportunity to play in an event that he maybe wouldn't have been able to get into and now gets to play in a big-time event. Speaking of the Farmers Insurance Open, Farmers Insurance has sponsored Charlie, uh, excuse me, Willie Mack III. I'm thinking of Tiger's kid, Charlie. Willie Mack III the rest of the season. So he's going to play in his second event, and now he's got a big sponsorship. Why in the world do you think this young guy got into golf? Comes full circle because when he was six years old, mm-hmm. he was sitting there watching who else? Tiger. Tiger Woods play golf. He and his dad went out to play golf together. He grew up in Flint, Michigan, and he basically loved the game, played collegiately at Bethune Cookman, got better and better and better, now getting an opportunity. This was a guy that was once sometimes sleeping in his car because he didn't have enough money wow. for hotels to try to play on the smaller tours. He said sometimes he would park his car between two cars so when like security guards would come out, they wouldn't really see his car because his car would be boxed in. That's how bad he wanted to play golf. He would be willing to sleep in his car, do anything because he didn't have the sponsorship money 
at the time. Now Farmers Insurance has stepped been, in. But it's didn't great. I hear, didn't he ahead. almost die in a car accident? There was like some kind of car explosion like in 2018 that he almost passed away in or something like that? Not 100% sure, but I'll take your word for it. I, just was, yeah. I was just inspired by this story again. So Tiger Woods up. giving him the exemption after Tiger Woods was the impetus or the reason that he ended up playing golf. Watch for him this weekend. The tournament begins tomorrow, Key, in your hometown. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. Typically, the last couple of years, it's been raining out there, so I don't know what the weather I don't know if the weather will hold up, but that's good to see, man. It really is. I'm, I'm excited. I'll pay attention. We'll see. Yeah, I, I love the, the stories where you actually find out about who the people are that are actually competing. I mean, stories like this, competing to live, that, that's, and being homeless and going, wow. You drink a wow. Coke now, you're drinking a Diet Coke? I mean, come on, man, Zubin. Got to cut down the calories. Jeez. What's the table look like today, Zubin? This t- today was crazy because I had the Mexican Coke because the Every Mexican day Coke in the crazy. bottle has the extra sugar. He had the Mexican oh. Coke in a bottle and then the Diet Coke on the side. He drinks what? the Mexican Coke, now he's drinking the Diet Coke. That, like, that's like what are the, you balancing? That's like the Big Mac and small fries. <laughs> and a chili cheeseburger would swim fast. Greeny is next with Isaiah <laughs> Thomas and Booger McFarland. We'll see you tomorrow.